Welcome to the podcast, Stop Crying Poser, greatest podcast known to man as voted by Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, Ralph the Dog, Scooter, ugh, Pepe the King, Prawn, Rizzo the Rat, and Animal, Dr. Teeth, Electric Mayhem. I don't know what any of these things are, but they've all said this is the greatest podcast known to man, as well as the people who chose to tune in live today. We have Keith Skates, iBook Boy, Sharky Genie, Support the Farts, Low Key Keith, Love My Toe, Notorious, De- Notorious, Notorious, Conor McGregor, Dustin Racer, Gyges, Polar Tell, Big Baby Toad Bro. I appreciate you guys tuning in. We do this podcast every single Friday right around 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. The current time is 3.47, which means we are only 17 minutes late today. It's been an eventful week. I got a lot of skateboarding done, pooped my pants, got to hang out with my good friends. So let's recap. I had uh, my friends in town from the Revive team and the Force team. They came out to do some skateboarding tricks. They usually come out three or four times a year, but it's November right now, and it's everyone's first trip out to Las Vegas for skateboarding, so I really miss those guys. I love hanging out with people that are uh, just have like a lot of motivation and work hard to do their things, you know. I don't necessarily get excited to skate with those guys because skating for me is like it's stressful on my body. Um... I I also know that I don't know if those guys are just like more driven than me, but usually they all perform better than me skateboarding. So I always feel like I'm like the shitty guy. I'm like the fat kid on the skate team. So uh, I also hate driving around. So when those guys are here, you know, they're all these spots are you know like golden to them. I want to skate this spot, do this manual pad, go to this rail, hit this ledge, do these stairs, and I'm like, man, I just don't want to drive very far. I'm down to skate any spot you guys want within seven miles. So we got some skateboarding done. We went out, did some gambling. I drank some beers, uh, hung out downtown. They also did some stuff on the strip. I was warning them to stay off of the strip because F1 is in town. They've taken over the entire strip to make it into a uh, a race car track. But it, they said it didn't really bother them too much at all it was kind of a last minute trip for them also so they didn't have they didn't really have like a a lot of a lot of plans and by the final day everyone's legs were completely dead it's always the worst going on a uh, a skate trip well okay let me explain to you how my skate trips usually go let's say i was going to ohio to skate with them i uh i book a really cheap flight you know, I get out there for $120, I pack really light, I sit in the smallest airline seat ever with some fat guy sitting next to me coughing on me, and by the time I get off the plane, my back is broken. I probably didn't sleep very well. Uh, I go over there, I'm usually either sleeping at like a Motel 6 kind of thing, or sometimes I'll stay on someone's couch, which I'm just so used to sleeping on my bed and, and in my comfort zone. That I go over there, I sleep, my back hurts, I I don't get the good quality sleep that I need. We wake up early to go skate, 
the weather's never the way you want it to be, right? Like, um, like you're you're in a place foreign to you. So just the just it's not just the weather, but the entire like vibe. I I don't know the the climate is different. Okay, it's it's hotter than usual. It's it's colder than usual. I've never seen snow before, or it's insanely humid, and here it's really dry, and my back hurts. And now I'm gonna try and do a really difficult trick that I can barely do when I'm already healthy, and there's so much pressure that I'm gonna try this trick for an hour longer than I should only to just kill my quads and calves and legs. And then we go to spot number two. It's only 11 a.m. We go to our second spot and I can't fucking walk. So those guys didn't have, like obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit to get the point across. Those guys didn't have necessarily a day like that. But that's kind of how it is sometimes traveling. And then add to that, you know, everyone's in their 30s. And uh, it's... It's more stressful doing the skating for me. My favorite part of hanging out with those guys is eating. I I love to go to a new restaurant or show them a new restaurant or, you know, every once in a while I'm able to cook them some food. I love doing that. One day, this was a great compliment compliment Andy gave me one time. He said, "These are the greatest chicken wings I've had in my entire life. I made chicken wings. I deep fried them in my uh, little mini deep fryer that I no longer use." And uh I that's what I enjoy. I enjoy hanging out. On the final day, everyone's legs were so broken that we went to an arcade. So we went up there, played some basketball. Uh, we went to a bar that, would, that had bowling. We did some bowling, played some basketball, some ski ball, some uh, dance dance revolution. And I think that that was the best part uh, for me. I just really like being around those guys because I know they're super driven to to make content. Uh, I think I think I don't have a lot of like like minded friends. Uh, not just as far as like, not just as far as we're all YouTubers, but also as far as like, I want to do something like creative that's never been done and try to turn that into money. You know, my friends are more like, I need my nine to five. I need to get to work. You know, I don't want to piss off my boss. And I'm more like, well, what new idea? How can I change skateboarding? How can I change like, oh, uh, my video style? I, like, uh, let, how can I do a creative skateboarding trick? And and being around people that all have the same. Um, not only the same goals, but the same kind of drive and, and even, even more drive than me is, is always really inspiring. So that was really fun. I landed some pretty cool tricks. Uh, we skated like a, a ramp, I would say like, kind of like a pyramid, but my back was hurting so much. So I skated it as a manual pad and I got a couple of pretty good tricks on there. I think, um, I only filmed one trick on my camera, which came out on my YouTube channel today. I sort of did I, I want to say like a nollie nose manual, but I, I, I hopped up on my nose of the board and nose manual across this basic ass like manual pad. And then I also managed to get a fakie manual, which is kind of hard going backwards and then dropping in on the way in. Uh, it's hard for me. I know there's I know there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't be hard for. Uh, I got that trick and I got to shove it manual. And then I got a trick on this little this little square flat bar. I did a front board. This is a trick that I don't do very often. In fact, the only times I've ever done this trick is in one of the revive videos and and last Saturday, <laughs> like like or whatever whatever day it was. I think I think it was Wednesday. I don't know why I said Saturday. Usually those guys are here on the weekend, so I just picked a day in the middle. Uh, I think it was Wednesday. I did a front board and then popped it into a hurricane, and then by no fault of my own, it 180'd out. When I say it 180'd out. I mean I wasn't actively trying to 180. The skateboard decided to 180, and I just went with it. And uh, 
another thing that I don't know if you guys experience, uh, I kind of have, I have this, it's not anxiety, but whenever I'm filming with those guys, uh, if, if someone lands their trick and then let's say there's three people skating, someone lands their trick, they go and sit down. Someone else lands the trick they're trying, they go and sit down. If I'm the last one there, uh, since I live here in Las Vegas and, and they're traveling to me, I just say, hey, I don't need to, I don't need to land this trick. We can go to another spot. I know that they're in Las Vegas to get video clips for their video. I don't want to be the one that holds that day up or takes extra time. And I always end up saying that because I start doing a trick and then I I try a little harder trick. Then I try a little harder trick and I just tell them, I'm like, hey, we don't have to wait for me to land this. We can go to another spot. I live here. I can come back here tomorrow and land this trick. And they're always just like, no, man, just just go for it. You know, we're already here. So uh, it was nice on uh, on this trip that I ended up landing all my tricks within like a reasonable amount of time, which is always like a like a blessing. You're just like, fuck, thank God. I hate being the last guy there, just blowing it. Uh, it it's good for adding pressure, but it's bad for like the your mental state of like, fuck, dude, I'm I'm wasting time. Happy that didn't happen, but um, I I ended up. I did the the front board hurricane, and I thought to myself, well, I could probably do a cleaner one, but then I would waste more time. So I just kept the one I did. So if this, if my hurricane comes out in fucking a year, you know, I don't know when this video is planning on coming out, sometime in the middle of next year, um, and it looks like I may have, I didn't, I didn't land it 100% perfect. It was only 99% perfect. Now you guys, you guys will know why that happened uh, many, many months in advance. What else happened today? Oh, you guys know that I like uh I like Mario World. I play these Kaizo games, which basically just means it's uh Kaizo Mario World means it's the Mario World engine, but it's custom levels, kind of like Mario Maker, but it uses the actual physics from the Mario World game, which are like incredible physics for a game that old. Anyways, there's a, a series of games that come out every couple of years called Grand Poo World. Grand Poo World. Most people call it GPW. Grand Poo World 1 came out, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. Grand Poo World 2 came out, whatever it is, four years ago or something. Grand Poo World 3 has been highly anticipated for two or three years, and it came out today. It came out today. Everyone playing Mario World, listen, usually Mario World... The entire uh, genre, like the entire game category, probably has, let's say, one or 2,000 viewers. Today, it probably has like 15,000 viewers because people are really excited to see this game. It's going to be like the next big like groundbreaking game. Uh, it has a very popular streamer's name attached to it. So I'm sitting there waiting for the countdown. Because I was considering downloading it and playing it, maybe starting my stream early. I'm waiting for the countdown. You know, we've been waiting for this game to come out for months and months and months. And the countdown's going five, four, three, two, one. And then I have to fart a little bit. And then I farted and then I shit my pants. I shit my pants the very same second that a new video game was released. And I wasn't able to download it because I had to run to the bathroom and get the poop out of my pants, and you guys know, I'm not gonna fucking, I'm not gonna, I'm not shitting my pants for clout, I would have gladly, I would have gladly not pooped my pants, and it even makes it funnier that the game is called Grand Poo World, and on the moment, the moment the clock hit zero, I said, and I said, like, like your body goes up a little bit, like, oh fuck, was that, was that, 
Is that real? I gotta go double check this. I go in the bathroom. Here, like you always, your main goal is like, I hope it didn't touch my boxers. I hope it stayed only on my butt. Ho like hopefully only a bare leg, hopefully only one little drop came out and it didn't hit my pants. Well, wrong. I pooped on my boxers, had to take off my boxers, clean up, fucking, I put the boxer into a, into a grocery bag and went outside, put it in the trash can. And uh, I guess the good news is, the good news is that uh, the servers crashed for Grand Poo World. So everyone who was going to download it when it came out, they weren't able to download it either. So me pooping my pants didn't actually slow me down from being able to download the game. Um, life will go on. And uh, I pooped my pants today. So that's that's the entire story. I think it's funny because if I tweet about it and I say, hey, everyone, this new video game came out uh, and it's named after poop and I pooped my pants the moment it came out, everyone's just going to be like, good one. And I got to go, no, really, I really pooped my pants. And they're going to go, yeah, yeah, no, really. Oh, <laughs> good one. Uh, yeah, you, of course you pooped your pants. Look at this guy looking for attention. He thinks he pooped his pants when a poop game comes out the moment it comes out. No, motherfucker, I really actually pooped my pants. And for, for the second part of that, the, the, world, the world has become so uh, used, used to people doing crazy things like or, or lying about things that – that even if, even if I really did poop my pants, people, some people would think it was not an accident. They'd be like, wow, this guy really, this guy wanted so much attention online that he waited uh, six months for a video game to come out just to poop his pants uh, the moment it came out. Also, if, if I really wanted to get the attention off of that, why wouldn't I have filmed it? I would have I gotten at least a handful of views of the guy that actually live streamed him shitting his pants, but I did not. So, shit my britches. That's what ended up happening today. Uh, I want you guys to all know that there will never be a time, as long as this podcast exists, there will never be a time where I poop my pants in my real life and I don't immediately mention it on the podcast. I Listen, I there's a lot of things in the world that I'm like, like not embarrassed about. And also, this it's hilarious. I think it's funny because I think everyone shits their pants. Maybe some of you guys are too cool to talk about it. And maybe I shit my pants. Maybe once a year is more than usual. But <laughs> but I feel like definitely you've never been sick or something. One day you're going to be old and you're going to shit your pants. And also, something you guys might not know about, one day you're all going to die. All of you guys are going to die one day when you get old. Or maybe in a car accident when you're young. Or maybe from some COVID bullshit. But guess what happens when you die? You shit your pants. See? It's one of those unavoidable things in nature. So excuse me that I pooped <laughs> my britches today. Uh, what else is on my list here? I hope you guys are all having a great uh, great week, great weekend. Was there a holiday or something? I uh, I was trying to get into the post office, and it was closed, and I don't know why it was. So the next day I went to the post office. Turns out you can send a letter, a flat envelope, anywhere in the world for $1.50, as long as that flat envelope is less than uh, one ounce. So if any of you guys have uh, overseas friends that you want to send stickers to or a funny letter or love letter or a picture of your dick, you can do that for $1.50. Right? That's crazy. Some of you guys didn't know that. I don't know how much it is to send a letter from another country to here, but $1.50 is pretty fair. That being said, if you want to add anything, anything else to that package, or, or if it's more than one ounce, 
or if it's even if it's a small flat rate envelope, let's say you wanted to send somebody a CD, a CD's nuts of your favorite music or maybe a video game, that price then jumps up to like $40. It's pretty fucked if you want to send international. Um that's not in my notes. Uh I kind of uh having been surrounded by skateboarders all weekend, I kind of had this uh negative thought. And I was curious uh, what you guys think about this. Um, I know there's a lot of older guys in here, and I know that a lot of you guys skateboard, and a lot of you guys don't skateboard, so I, I don't know how how to change this into uh, something that everyone would understand. I don't know if there's an, an appropriate metaphor. But I've been skating for 23 years. I tell you guys all the time, and eventually one day I'm going to have to slow down. Like uh, Maybe not ever quit riding the skateboard, but there will be a day one, one day when I can no longer kickflip. I can no longer heel flip i can no longer grind a rail like that those days are fast approaching and it makes me wonder uh who's gonna still hang out with me because it, it, and it goes both ways a lot of my friends when they quit skating we end up uh sort of discovering that we don't have anything else in common and um like if you quit skating and you go and you have a couple of kids and get married and let's say like, you know, maybe you don't drink or something, or maybe you don't like going to the bar or you don't like like whatever hobbies I'm interested in. You don't, you don't like barbecuing or watching UFC. It kind of becomes that point where it's like, we don't really have a reason to communicate anymore. And I started to think about that with my YouTube friends, you know, my YouTube's already dead and I feel blessed that my friends still hang out with me. But, like, to be honest, since my YouTube channel has died this past, you know, two or three years, uh, a lot of my YouTuber friends, uh, number one, don't hit me up when they're in, when they're in town, when they're on vacation. Uh, you know, they don't hit me up for any type of collab. They don't hit me up for anything uh, video-related. I never see their comments on my videos. And you guys see me, I, I do spend a lot of time on, on YouTube and I try to watch all my friends' videos and support all my friends. But I kind of, I kind of wonder like, okay, like what's, what's going to happen in five years? How many of these friends am I still going to have? And I know people go through phases like, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, you, maybe you don't see them for a while and you guys, you guys are still cool. But uh, I just had this sort of cynical thought the other day, like, um, or even, even on Twitch, you know, I, I have people that have watched my Twitch religiously for three, four, five years, and then one day, you never see their name again. And I always assume it's because I said something offensive, but who knows what the real thing is. Maybe they just grew out of it, and they're just they're just over it. So I was curious if you guys, um, if that's like a midlife crisis thing, or if you guys ever struggled with that, feel free to uh, to let me know in a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Sharky Genie says, I'll still love you. Toad Bros, you still, you're still gonna have me. Uh, you never stop learning. Like when you go to school and the only thing you have in common with your friends is that you sit in the back of class. Yeah, exactly. I have literally from high school, probably like two, like two friends that I went to school with. Granted, I spent most of my school hours like daydreaming about going to the skate park. I would much rather be at the skate park. When I was in there doing my little notes and shit, I was dreaming of being at the park. Uh, I kind of considered my skate park friends, my real friends and my school friends were just like, I kind of looked at my school friends like coworkers. Like I'm just kind of forced. I'm forced to be around you guys for the next, you know, eight hours until I can finally go to where I really enjoy myself, like where I'm really learning. I'm learning about math and history and bullshit. I really want to be learning how to tray flip. So that's that's how a lot of my uh, 
my school years went. So, so it's not that I didn't have like school friends. It's that I, I wasn't planning on like keeping those friends anyways. But, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess we've gone a little bit, a little bit off topic, but yeah, I, I kind of had that, that thought the other day. Maybe it was the, the weed mixed with the 211. I was just like, dude, am I, am I still going to have all these cool friends that I have, you know? And sometimes I wonder, um, and this, this might just be like the self doubt in me, you know, I'm, I, I have a little bit of that. Um, when I, when I see these guys and they, and they come to town, I get really excited. For example, the revive guys, but really anybody, any skaters come to town, uh, even from when I was like really street skating, any, any like just friend coming to town or even you guys, Twitch, Twitch streamers coming to town. I go, Oh boy. Like, can't wait to see that. Can't wait for this guy to show up. Like, Oh boy. Like I'm going to see my friends. I get all giddy inside. Can't wait to see my friends. And I wonder like, do these guys get hyped to see me or, or are they just hyped to finally be allowed to gamble? Or are they, are they just hyped? to uh i don't know whatever the to fucking to to have someone show them what restaurants are cool i i imagine it's it's not that way and again that's probably just like the self doubt but i do i get those those thoughts sometimes and uh it's probably not the case but i, I was i was really thinking about that recently how many friends am i going to have uh that i have now that i'm really hyped on in uh in the next whatever uh 6 months or 6 years then again people do change right uh, earlier this year, I lost one of my best friends because they got, I, I would, I would say too heavy into drugs and it ch- changed their brain and made them into like a way like violent, evil person. And, and for that, I'm like, Oh, I'm happy. I never have to see your fucking ass again because that was, th- there was only negativity coming from that. But then I, I also don't want my skating friends to look at me like that. Like, Oh, uh, we hang out with Ninja because he's motivational, and then uh, you know, six years later, he can't he can't skate because his back is injured, and now there's now he can't get any motivation from him anymore because he he doesn't even skate. So that's that's part of uh part of part of the self doubt. I will tell you this though, one thing that improved my self doubt that some of you guys are gonna think is very disgusting is if anyone has seen the content of the sink in my kitchen where I put my dishes. Yesterday, I did all of my dishes, and some of you may be thinking, ah, this guy did dishes, what's the big deal? Well, I had neglected to do dishes for about six months, and all of the dishes at the bottom of the sink were covered in mold and like algae and rust, and it stank, and for a while the pipe was clogged, and there was just old food, and uh, one of the plates had turned black. I had some glasses that I had to throw away. The whole glasses had turned completely black. There was no way I was ever going to save those. So I, uh, the easiest way for me to really get motivated to do something is to do it like while streaming. Because now I'm streaming this. People are watching me. Like I can't bitch out now regular me will start the dishes i'll do i'll clean four plates i'll clean five or six pieces of silverware and then and i'll say well i got enough for the next week uh we'll just i'll get those tomorrow and i'll just push it off for the for the next day and i never do it and then six months later you look at my sink and it's turning black so it took me an hour and a half 90 minutes to clean every single dish a lot of them had to be thrown away because they were unsavable some of them got so rusty that it ate into the metal and uh, turned the metal black. And no matter how hard I scrubbed it, um, I couldn't I couldn't get it because it was like indented with rust. So I threw a couple of things away. 
But today, a brand new day, I woke up early and the first thing, the first thing I wanted to do when I woke up today was look at my sink. So I went to let the dog out and I walk into the kitchen, I look at the sink, I go, damn, that's what it's supposed to look like. And not only that, I was so motivated after cleaning the sink that I cleaned my stove, I cleaned the inside of my microwave and I cleaned one of my countertops. There's still a lot to clean. My house is very, um, it's not dirty in the sense of like there's actual like dirt and like food and like shit everywhere. It's dirty in the sense of everything has dust on it and some of my rooms look like like I'm a hoarder. Like there's things just strewn about. Like right now, if I look at my, my little office room right now, I have a t-shirt sitting on this couch, a microphone, an empty box that I should be thrown away, a pillow on the ground for no reason, one single sock, and a bunch of cardboard boxes, a, a glass of change. There's no rhyme or reason to anything. It's, it's just strewn throughout the house. So maybe at some point this week, we'll have to get to uh, we'll have to get to cleaning this room and then clean the backyard. Uh, I've gotten a lot better about cleaning dog shit. There's not dog shit everywhere. Although me, I'm a magnet for dog shit. Every time I do walk outside, I step in dog shit. But I think that's just a metaphor for my life. Uh, I did the dishes and I turned this hour and a half uh, video into a 30 second time lapse, which I'll probably be posting online uh, after after this podcast. So, so that happened. Uh, let's get back to skating. Something happened in skateboarding earlier this uh, week that I wanted to ask you guys about and give my thoughts about. Someone had captured... Uh, from like a random cell phone, like a random person's video, not a skateboarding video. Professional skateboarder, Justin Figueroa, uh, Figgy as some of you would call him. He skates for Baker, a uh, really great skater, does giant handrails, um, has the same name as one of my real life friends. I, there's two people in the world named Justin Figueroa who can both nollie front board big handrails. What are the fucking odds of that? Anyways, they caught him skating on a, uh, like a Vietnam memorial. So there was this memorial. Maybe it wasn't Vietnam. It might have been World War II or something. Some big memorial that was kind of like marble. And it had like all the names of, of people that died in the war etched onto this monument. And he was jumping from one monument down to another monument. Um, as a skateboarder, you know, you see something aesthetic like that. You go, wow, like I want to I wanna jump on that and skate it, right? It's shiny. It's smooth. It's aesthetic. It's clean, it looks good on camera, it looks good in a photo, but sometimes, uh, maybe there's an exception, and I'm curious as to where you guys would draw the exception. Uh, you know, this is a, a memorial for people that died, and it's not a memorial for a bunch of skaters that died, it's a bunch of people that, that died so that you're able to skateboard and be speaking the, 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 the language that you're speaking right now. Um, I would say maybe, uh, I would say, I don't want to get into like a big skate debate. I would say avoid it. I think there's enough skate spots in the world to where you could avoid uh, that monument. And second part, the biggest thing that he did that really pissed me off is that he skated some Vietnam monument just to do a pressure flip. That's infuriating. You're not even going to give these soldiers a tray flip or a fucking frontside flip, you're going to show up to dance on their grave with a pressure flip? Is there anything more disrespectful to the men and women of our American military? That, that is, 
that is unforgivable. I understand going up there to skate on something that looks cool and grind on something cool. And I guess the question after that is where do we draw the line? What if, uh, is it bad to skateboard a handrail if the handrail is at a, uh, a graveyard? Uh, I don't know. I would say no. I would say, like, who cares? Those are regular people that died. <laughs> I can't. That's, <laughs> that's not the right way to put it. But I guess, like, where, where do we draw the line, right? Because uh, I've skated a spot that's in front of, like, a, a, a preschool, Right? And then a teacher comes out and says, the fucking kids are trying to learn. And I go, well, I'm trying to land the Smith grind, bitch. Fuck you. Eat my dick. We're like, where do you, where do you draw the line? Like that, that, that's also like an insensitive place to be skating. You know, kids are there. You're fucking up some teacher's life. But I guess where I would draw the line is, I guess at like a war monument. But I, I would be curious, uh, curious to, to hear your guys' thoughts, especially if you're listening on YouTube. Feel free to leave a comment. I I don't actually care that much. Like, I, I'm not going to boycott Baker or boycott Justin Fig for skating there. I do see why people would be mad. It doesn't surprise me that, you know... Also, you got to think about the people that are there. People that are visiting that monument are probably there to honor their, their dead brother or, or dad or fucking friend. And then they see... Some fucking half-drunk guy with a ripped shirt spitting and going, I got a next try, dude. I got a next try for a beer. And then you're just like, what the fuck are these guys? Who invited these fucking guys? So I can see why there would be... Uh, <laughs> I can see why there'd be a little bit of outrage. But, but you know, not, not, really, not really the biggest deal. Um, but again, curious as to what you guys think. Moving on. Let's give away some stickers... Free, free stickers to give away here on the Ninja Lifestyle channel. All you have to do is answer this question correctly. You have to be the first one to answer it correctly. And as long as you live in America, I will send these to you. Unless you live in Japan, because it only cost me $1.50. Then again, these stickers are probably only worth like 80 cents. So I'd, I'd be losing money if one of you international guys wins. But I'd be willing to make an exception. Maybe we'll make an international exception once a month. Okay, the question is... What was the original name for the 1980s arcade game Pac-Man? They gave it a Japanese title that was not Pac-Man. It was in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most successful coin-operated game. I, uh, I think they came up with that in 2005, but I think they're saying that more people played uh pac-man than any uh arcade game like like pinball games like a specific pinball game what are the other popular ones i know like mortal kombat's very popular i'm trying to think of an older popular one like space invaders you're telling me pac-man got more than space invaders and they're not i i would imagine they're not even mentioning mrs pac-man which is a, a better game let's see what we got here keith says blue i Big boy says why paul miranda says puck man cool ranch man puck Puckman, Paul, Puckman, Ball Gobbler, Galaga's Popular, Ghostbusters, Paku, Paku, Donkey Kong, Maze Man. Well, according to uh, this article, originally given the Japanese title Puckman, what 1980s arcade game was inducted into the Guinness Book of Records as the most successful coin-operated game in 2005? The answer is Pac-Man, but uh, the, the answer I have here is Puckman. And the reason... 
uh, from what I remember watching the documentary, the reason they didn't want it to be called Puckman in America is people would erase part of the P and make it say Fuckman. So they changed it to Pac-Man. And I don't know. I don't know if that's better. You can still uh, like Pac-Man. What are you like? What are you packing? You're packing a dick in your ass? Fuckman or what? I don't know. Puckman, I guess. Maybe they weren't that clever in the 1980s. They were certainly clever enough to write Fuckman. Maybe not enough for Pac-Man to be packing a dick in your ass. But that, I think the 1980s were probably like like the main time to be to be packing dick in someone's ass. Uh, who got that first? <laughs> Was it Paul? Paul Miranda, you are the winner. Send me your information after the podcast, and I will get these stickers to you. I'll probably send them out on Monday. Last topic. Uh, oh, we talked about skating on the Veteran Monument. Okay, that was all my topics. Uh, let's talk a little bit about movies. This week, I watched a stand-up comedian named Ralph Barboza, free on Netflix. I guess when I say free on Netflix, it's not really free because someone pays for Netflix, not me. I steal my Netflix from someone else, but they pay for it. So there's really nothing free on Netflix. I don't know why I always say that, free on Netflix. Ralph Barboza. I don't remember the title of his stand-up, but I thought it was fresh. I thought it was very unique. And if you guys are stand-up guys looking for something new to watch, I highly recommend Ralph Barboza. Uh, He makes a lot of, like, uh, Hispanic-style jokes. And his timing is really funny. It's, uh, It's, like... It's a really awkward style to compare to, which for me is really unique. So I really liked his comedy style. If you guys are fans of comedy, certainly check out Ralph Barboza. Uh, I mentioned it last week. I started a series uh, called Blue Eye Samurai. I'm not really into anime, but I watched a couple episodes of this, and I was really pulled in by how well it was animated. Turns out the storytelling was was pretty good. It's a very, very gory show. It's, I think, eight episodes, so altogether, you're probably going to be watching like a six-hour cartoon if you decide to watch Blue Eye Samurai. It's basically about a samurai that, that hates the world and wants to, wants to kill everybody, and they're like ashamed of themselves, and they, they have no soul. They want to kill everyone, and then there's a couple of twists and turns. It's very gory. At the end, I don't want to spoil it. It gets really, um, it gets really corny. Right, I, I say that because if you guys remember the movie Lone Survivor, um, like I, I I understand that it's a movie that's supposed to make you feel a certain type of way, and so you're supposed to respect the military, and, and these guys are heroes. But when I watch a movie where someone gets shot 48 times in their brain, like they got they got nine shots to the heart, 15 shots to their lungs, got shot in the face three times, two bullets to the head, a grenade exploded inside their asshole, and they're still like, and they're still saving, they're still saving the princess. I go, what the fuck is this, man? What the fuck is this? So, in that aspect, Blue Eye Samurai got really, really far fetched at the end, and that was my biggest criticism. And I'm not going to spoil it. You guys can watch it on your own if you like animes. Check that out. If you want to laugh, check out Ralph Barboza. That's all I have for the podcast today. Feel free to give me a oh, hell, yeah in the chat room so I can shout out those who may have showed up uh, later in the podcast. If you missed the first half, don't worry. The repeat of this podcast comes out on Sunday, early in the morning on Sunday on Podbean, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Podcast App, on YouTube. Just type in Stop Crying Poser. By the way, it is the greatest podcast known to man. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I think today's podcast was an easy nine 
9 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10. Shout out to Keith Skates. It's his birthday. Happy birthday to Keith Skates. Extra big shout out to iBookBoy for the $10 donation. We have Day Day Toad. Day Day Sharky, Genie, Keith Skates, Rhodes Funk. Love my toe. Uh, Day Day Infamy. Am I missing anybody? I don't think so. Uh, I appreciate the donations and the subscribes. We had a crazy, crazy week of subscribers um, this week. So always thankful and fortunate uh, to, to be here entertaining you guys. That's that's my goal here is to entertain you guys. I appreciate when you give me a tip, when you say, oh, you brightened my day today. Here's a dollar. Or you say, oh, you made me laugh today. Here's a dollar or, or 10 or fucking thousands if you're a Saudi Arabian prince. I don't know. Are you? Feel free. Or if you're not a Saudi Arabian prince or you don't need a tip, I know Joe Biden's fucking up the prices of eggs. It's hard to give away money to some guy that just takes his shirt off and dances on camera. That's me. It's fine. But if you do want to support the podcast, all you have to do is tell a friend. Tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they're Saudi Arabian. Maybe they live in Dubai or something. Tell them about the podcast. You can find this podcast anywhere on these podcast apps. Just tell them to type in stop crying poser. Quit telling these fools to watch Joe Rogan. Quit telling these guys to watch Burt Kreischer. I know you guys talk about podcasts. Everyone's talking about fucking Alex Jones. No one's talking about Ninja Lifestyle on motherfucking stop crying poser. And we need to fucking change that. And I want you guys to be motivated to change that. God damn it. Anyways, thank you, Keith. For the 91 bits, happy birthday again. I hope everyone out there has a safe weekend. We're not going to end the stream just yet, but I am going to end the podcast in the same way that I end it every single day. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And as I always say, don't drink too much and don't drink too little. The most disrespectful thing you can do in America is a pressure flip.